Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Timothy. Today is episode 671. We'll look at 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Let's read our passage. First of all, then, I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings, and all those who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good, and it pleases God our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all, a testimony at the proper time. For this I was appointed a herald, an apostle, I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying, and a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. This is Paul's letter to Timothy. Timothy is in Ephesus. Paul left him there to help the churches to organize and to deal with some problems. Paul's in Philippi now, and he's sending this letter with some specific instructions for Timothy. He's given Timothy a mission. His mission is to oppose the false teachers. You have this group of people that seem to have a, a Jewish flavor to their teaching, and he says they're caught up in myths and endless genealogies. He says they're full of speculation. And in contrast, he says our teaching is about love, and it comes from a pure heart, good conscience, and sincere faith. They said the standard for proper teaching is the gospel. And the standard for a proper understanding of salvation is repenting of sin and through faith being saved. So he begins chapter 2. He says, first of all then. Now this is not the first of a list. This be better understood as of the highest priority. Uh, things can be first because they're chronologically the beginning or first in priority. This is first in priority. What's the most important thing to do? And this is all about prayer. So the most important thing for Timothy to do himself and lead the churches in doing is prayer. He says, I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. Start with uh, the word all. Uh, six times you see all in here. First of all, prayers be made for everyone. The original Greek is literally all people. He goes on to talk about all those who are in authority, all godliness. Verse 4, he wants all people to be saved. Verse 6, a ransom for all. So several times he says all here. So this uh, is noteworthy. So all is a theme here, and it's really focused on the idea of all people. I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. This is a key. Now, what's the difference between petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings? Well, the words do have some different meanings to them. Petitions are things you ask for. Prayers are just general prayers. Intercessions are asking on behalf of others. Thanksgivings are just that, giving thanks to God. But he's just using these four words to just talk about complete prayer. Basically, 
pray a lot, pray for all kinds of things, for everyone, all people. So he makes this statement, pray for all people in all kinds of ways. Then he says, for kings and all those who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. First he says, pray for all people. Then he specifically says, pray for those in authority. Now, the context we'll get, the prayer for all people is for all people to be saved, for all people to hear the gospel, repent of their sin, and come to Christ in faith. Now, the prayer for the kings and all in authority is that for them to be saved, that's really not the thrust of the prayer. It would be perfectly fine and even a good thing to pray that. But specifically, the prayer for those in authority is so that we may lead tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. Now, is that saying so that we can live well and be comfortable? No. No, that's not what he's talking about. A tranquil and quiet life. That's how the community sees us. So, he wants, basically, he wants the community to see the Christians living respectably in all godliness and dignity. Now, this is saying that he wants the community to see their godliness, to see their devotion, to basically see their faith. So, his purpose of saying pray for the authorities is so that they would have the societal conditions such that the Christians could live their faith out loud, to live their faith in such a way that the people around them would see them living their faith, to see the respectability in their lives, but also see the faithfulness in their lives. So, while there's definitely a good thing to pray for the salvation and the guidance of those in authority. The, the specific purpose of praying for them is to facilitate the people of the world seeing the Christians live their faiths in such a way that all will be saved. In verse 3, he says, This is good, and it pleases God our Savior. What is good? Back to the first part of verse 1 praying, petitions, prayers, intercessions, thanksgiving made for everyone. That is good and pleases God our Savior. Verse 4, who wants everyone to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Everyone literally is all people. So here's all again. So Paul is saying he wants the people that Timothy is leading to pray for everyone he wants them to pray for leaders that will basically allow the Christians to live their lives in such a way that people see their faith. And this praying for everyone is good. It pleases God because God wants everyone to be saved. Now, this confuses a lot of people. God wants everyone to be saved. So if God wants everyone to be saved, then why are not all people saved? Does God not get what God wants? Well. It's not so much saying about what God is going to do, but what God wants us to do. God wants us to pray for everyone, pray for their salvation, and pray that they could see our faith. So maybe a way to 
think about this is, does God want you to sin? No, of course not. So God wants you to not sin? Well, yes. Do you still sin? Well, yeah. So what God wants is not necessarily what actually happens. It's not that God's not powerful enough or influential enough to get what he wants. It's back to understanding what God wants. It's a, maybe a, a good way to think about it is what God delights in. God delights in us not sinning. And, and when we resist temptation and, and do not sin, that makes God happy. God delights in that. But it's what saying what God wants is different than saying what God intends to do. So it's not saying that God intends to save everyone. It's God wants for people to be saved and delights when people are saved and wants us to work toward that goal. He wants us to pray for all people that they would be saved. He wants us to pray for the authorities that they would make the society such that we could live our faith out loud and share the gospel with people. And all this is based on that God wants people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Then verses 5 and 6 is the theology behind God's will to save all. For there's one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, a testimony at the proper time. So God made it possible for people to be saved. And then verse 7. For this I was appointed a herald, an apostle. I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying, and a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Paul's mission is linked to God's will to save all. So how do we understand this passage? Well, God wants to save all. He wants us to pray for all, for their salvation. He wants us to pray for the authorities, to facilitate people seeing our faith. And he's made it possible for people to be saved through Jesus Christ. He appointed Paul to the mission to take the gospel to the Gentiles for their salvation. So what's this mean to us? Well, it's that same pattern. We should be praying for all people, for their salvation. We should be praying for the governmental authorities that they would facilitate our societal structure so that our faith could be seen by those around us, that we wouldn't have to live our faith in secret, but we could live our faith out loud. We could proclaim the gospel out loud because God does want people to be saved. And remember that Christ has made it possible for people to be saved. And just as God appointed Paul to be a apostle to take the gospel to the Gentiles. He's appointed us to be the ones also taking the gospel to the world around us, to be living our faith out loud, that others might see our faith and come to faith themselves. Thanks for joining me. Joy begin next time as we continue working through First Timothy.